Welcome to Uncorked, where we bring you the latest trends, headline news, and tricks to dominate the market all while sipping fine wine. I'm your host, Risha Garnada. Last episode, I went deep into discovering your brand and how to identify if your brand's story is clear. And by the end of the episode, I'm gonna make sure that we all know how to dominate the market using Facebook ads. The show is brought to you by One Hope Winery in Napa Valley, the winery where every bottle gives back. To schedule your private tasting, visit uncorkshow.com. Welcome to Uncorked. Uh, This is episode eight, and with everything that we've been talking about lately that is really hyper-focused on branding and getting that brand story down, I just felt like it was time to bring a marketing expert in to really talk about ads um, and the really the the hyper-focused, I'd say, like Facebook ads, right? Okay, great. So welcome to the show, Tracy. Thank you. Yes, cheers. Cheers. I brought you a Merlot. (laughs) I have to say, normally Merlot is not my go-to, but I actually mm-hmm. really enjoy this. What is this? Yeah, and so it's uh, we found it at a wine store in Mira Mesa, and we actually found it on the little wine tasting list. Oh, you know when you yeah. go through mm-hmm. and you try some wines, and it, it's twelve dollars. I'm gonna say that on here because it's probably <laughs> the best twelve dollar bottle I've ever had. Maybe it's a special that they were having Napa Valley Merlot. And I had high hopes that it would be really good, and then I tried it. Actually, I had high hopes another one would be good. <laughs> and when I tried this one, I was like, "This is the one I'm taking yeah. home." And I bought a few bottles so I can, um, yeah, enjoy it. Well, so thank you for sharing. <laughs> absolutely. So where do you see? I mean, you know, you know marketing. You know, you do know branding also. But um, wine trends. I mean, as a millennial, we kind of like. <laughs> you're a millennial, right? I'm definitely a millennial. Um, so I might not be the best person to ask about this because as a millennial, yeah. I am very uh, price-focused. Balling on a budget. <laughs> so I've tried every single red at Trader Joe's yes. under $6, every single one. And uh-huh. I have my go-to now, but... Um, what is your go-to? Do you know it? Off um, the... One of my favorites is the organic version of the Charles Shaw oh, wine. Okay. Yeah. So like the whole like two-buck chuck thing. Yeah. I don't really like the organic one. It's good. It's like three ninety nine. dollars okay. it's really good. Interesting. I should try. Yeah, right. It's good for you. That's also like a millennial thing. We're so like hyper focused on what's good for us um, as we down our bottle of wine. Um, so, so we've been brand heavy, but really shifting into advertising and actually yes. the facts of advertising. Mm-hmm. So I've I haven't really explored this too much when I have a listing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I sell yeah. real estate. So if I have a listing, I'll throw some ads out there, some Facebook ads, some Instagram ads, and I tend to get a lot of views, but I don't actually know what it all means. So are you running ads or are you just promoting the post, boosting the right. post? Right. So I've done both. Okay. But again, like, yeah. I don't, I actually don't know the results. I don't mm-hmm. know. So if you could just kind of go into that of and course, what is that yeah. your experiences around advertising? So I'm sure you've heard the phrase, you have to pay to play now. Mm-hmm. Because of the algorithms, I'm, whether you're a business or on a personal level, I feel like everyone has witnessed the algorithms get everything mi- mixed up. Mm-hmm. Their reach isn't as high. Um, what you want to see in your feed's not really happening. Right. Um, and Instagram has put in a lot of changes over the past couple months to kind of combat that. Um, more so for the user, less so for the business. Mm-hmm. But so now the whole pay-to-play thing is more important than ever. Yeah. Um, so it really depends on what industry you're in as to the best way to go about ads and what your KPIs would be. As a real estate agent, 
I would definitely have all ads kind of go to a lead form where they can kind of say, I'm interested in getting more information about this. And that way you're collecting their emails and then you can do a whole email sequence along with retarget them with more ads, with maybe more info about uh, houses in their area. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of a whole funnel, no matter what industry you're in, you have cold, warm, hot. So cold is, they've never heard of you before. They have no idea who you are, what's going on, and you're just kind of catching them. And you have to be very uh, short but catchy with your language. You have to give them enough information to make them like think about it. Yeah, like but a you, headline. Yeah, but yeah. you want them to also just like, you want it to be short, concise, and fun. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of very hard to get that language down. Yeah. Um, but then once they interact, and when I say interact, it could be a view, it could be a click. Um, it could just be time spent on your website or wherever it is that you're taking them. Mm -hmm. Then what we can do is retarget them and that's where kind of the worm comes in and that's, they've had a touch point. They haven't gotten too far down. Maybe they didn't actually fill out that lead form. Maybe if you're e-commerce, they haven't followed through with the, you know, add to cart, initiate checkout. Um, and I would even consider someone who just like interacted with an Instagram post as warm. So then we can retarget those for like, more hot traffic yeah okay. and then that's where you get like they have fill out the lead form they have like you know initiated the checkout and now mm -hmm. we're like ready to like really push them down that funnel and get them to convert okay um, and then that conversion is industry specific yeah. so I think that people get so um, blindsided by they just want to go from step A to mm -hmm. even like Z like they're done like I just want Absolutely. I want results here but what you're saying is there are actually like different levels yeah. that you could really like warm up the lead. And the messaging totally changes as uh -huh. you go down. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite, Instagram or Facebook? Well, so or is there another one that you like better? So <laughs> is there another one? <laughs> they're really the same, and I'm noticing that a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. But, I mean, you can change. It's, they're the same so Facebook, how. Like, so I know Facebook the owns uh, Instagram, right. so it's all through the Facebook Ads Manager. And... You can specify which placements you want. You can say, I only want my ads to show, and you have a bunch of check marks. You have, you know, Facebook, desktop feed, mobile feed, that right side column, mm -hmm. um, in stream articles. Like, there's um, several placements. And then you have the Instagram feed and stories, um, among a couple other things, like even in that marketplace. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of uncheck and check what boxes you want. I always recommend just leaving them all checked to auto placement. Uh, Facebook slash Instagram, it's very intelligent. Yeah. It knows where your audience is, um, they'll learn quickly, and it's just cheaper to kind of keep it all checked, because mm -hmm. they ultimately do want you to succeed. Yeah. Um, so they aren't going to kind of push it to those channels or platforms that it's not. Um, I keep an eye on it though, because I have noticed once or twice that my ads are showing in a place that were higher cost per click and not really converting. So mm. then I will go in and edit that. Yeah. But ultimately, it's run through the same thing. And it's best just do auto placements for all Facebook and Instagram. Um, but you can get kind of specific with Instagram story mm -hmm. ads because you do want those to be different than what you would typically see in the Facebook and Instagram news feed. Right. Yeah. Um, and you'll notice people are getting a lot more intelligent and they're using the typical text box that you yeah. would see on an organic story post because mm -hmm. you're given those like five, you know, kind of standard text, yeah. uh, or fonts, I guess I should say. Yeah. And you're starting to notice with a lot of story ads now, they're kind of 
using those fonts. Right. So it looks like an organic post in your stories, oh, but really okay. it's an ad. Yeah. So you're more willing to like, kind of look at it and right. engage with it a bit more. Yeah. Um, so there are different things that you can do with the placements. Another popular trend right now is with Instagram story ads kind of doing a poll. Something like fun, that. Yeah. it kind of gets you engaged, people are interacting with it. And, and what's the point though? I mean, I know that it's fun. To get them to interact with it, and okay. then you can retarget the, the people who started interacting. Okay, got it. Funnel. Yeah, funnel. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. Okay, so um, I had, I'll ask you like a super specific question about, I mean, I, I started using Instagram again in May. Okay. Uh, so I've, I've had an account. I'm one of those where I didn't really get it. I didn't really understand how to use it. I was more like a fan of Facebook. And I thought, you know, I, re- I just really need to get on the Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, wagon yeah. here. And it's my age group. It's just, you know, I, I could have a lot of fun with it. So I actually started uh, being more like, I guess, um, just like focusing on it. Like, like going, okay, what am I going to mm-hmm. put on Instagram today? And I've watched my... I guess followers. I think mm-hmm. it's followers. I just want to say, like, it is a stupid number to count, but yeah. at the same time, it's not because those are the people that you're reaching. And so, when I have something like this, like a mm-hmm. podcast or a video show, and I want to expose wineries and yeah. have fun with that, um, you need followers, right? So, I've grown from, I don't know, like 400 from mm-hmm. May to almost a thousand. I've got like wow. 950 or something. I don't, I don't even know, but. I want to get to a thousand by the end of the year, but I but I want it. to get to like ten thousand yeah. by the end of next year. So there are a lot of people that have a lot of followers. So just to hear from you, I just want mm. to hear you say like, how do they get from? It, I can't imagine it being organic growth if it took me this long to get five hundred followers. Well, so up until very very recently, yeah. there were a lot of companies out there who offered uh, growth software to kind of get your following. Oh, up. so they actually paid for a software to get yeah. there. And I don't want to say it wasn't necessarily organic because I actually uh, used to work at a company um, and this had nothing to do with my role there, but what right. their main focus was an Instagram growth software. Mm-hmm. And it basically treated your account like a bot and you would put in your targeting like if this user follows this account, then they would probably be interested in me. Yeah. So it would have your account follow them and then unfollow them a couple of days later. Oh. So all it really is is kind of putting you in front of their face mm-hmm. and then they're choosing if they want to follow you or not. Yeah. So in a way, it's kind of organic, but at the same time, it's not. Yeah. And I think that was a really big uh, method companies were using for a long time, but Instagram's really cracked down. Um, you used to be able to follow, I think, 500 accounts a day. Now it's 6,000 a month, which is a drastic drop. Um, wow. 6,000 yeah. a month. Oh, from 500 a day. To 6,000 oh, a month. Okay. I guess that would be, it just yeah. sounds like such a job. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Um, so when I'm going through and I'm following people in San Diego and I'm doing like 100 a day and I'm like, this is, or actually it's like 100 a week because yeah. that's when I sit down and I'm like, okay, let's mm-hmm. just follow some people yeah. that I want to follow, you know? Okay. But so yeah, in the past like couple months, that's been like a big no-no. Instagram's yeah. really cracked down and started on um, follow blocking accounts and like blocking yeah. so you couldn't do any interactions. Yeah. So that's kind of a thing of the past and well, cool. so now so kind of organic. levels the yeah. playing field. But not for me that hasn't been using Instagram. <laughs> but now you are. <laughs> like so. way back. It's okay. It's all right. Um, I'll get that. So but organically now moving forward because that's not an option anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, hashtags are a big thing. Right. But here's the big thing. 
don't use the same sequence of hashtags on every single post. That's a big no-no, and you will get um, so I can't copy shadow banned. My, my you can. What I would recommend just is mix them up a little bit. Have um, a doc of five different groupings. Okay. And yeah. Use Switch I love up. that. So I have right now, I have a doc of a bunch of hashtags and I'll just copy and paste the ones I want to mm -hmm. use and I'll throw them on there. Yeah. Um, and then some of them are irrelevant. And then I have to go on, do you know of or do you recommend this, like a platform that will post on everything? So right now I'll pick a post and I have to customize it for Twitter and then LinkedIn and then Instagram and then Facebook. And then I'm also kind of dabbling <laughs> around. I can't even think of the name of it right now. <laughs> Um, the other one that's like music and it's <laughs> TikTok. Thank you. Oh, Thanks, producer back there. I, <laughs> I feel like that's such a good Gen Z thing. I don't even really know TikTok. I'm afraid of it. So I I'm afraid. But they're, it's, it's but the they're Gen older Z than us. No, but no, they, yeah, no, it's no but there are people that are older than us and they're using like cops. I feel I don't know why there's a <laughs> bunch of cops on my TikTok and I'm looking at it and going, okay, this cop is singing a song. Swipe. Okay, now this and I don't even know which way I swipe or anything. I don't know how to use TikTok. And then I'll post, you know, our podcast on there. And I'm like these people are probably super bored because they're used to high speed mm -hmm. pranks with music and lip syncing and these weird <laughs> dances and things turning into, I don't know. Yeah. But Gary Vee talks a lot about TikTok. So I'm like, whatever, I'll create an account. And I yeah, know. We'll I, had, see. I had a client ask me about it. I'm like, oh. organic reach, he says. And LinkedIn, I hate LinkedIn. Really? Yeah, so I I'm on LinkedIn. LinkedIn now. I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I hate LinkedIn. It's probably because I don't know it yet. So it's just like when I used to hate yeah. Instagram and now I love Instagram. So I've got my, you know, I'm posting on there now. But I get, I get like 10 messages a day of like, have you seen Bitcoin or whatever? And I'm like, really? I do hate the yet? messages. Yeah. I hate the messages. And I feel like I have to respond. <laughs> like, mm -mm. sorry, not, not, not my cup of tea, yo. Like, <laughs> copy and paste that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry, not my cup of tea. Like, be nice to me. Yeah, I don't know. But, but it's great for just publishing an article yeah. and kind of getting traction on that mm -hmm. um, and kind of showing that you are knowledgeable in this industry and yeah, kind of getting that's true. that. It's a very business-centered, yeah. yeah. Um, that's why I need to do it. That's as mom. far as a platform to kind of post across everything, yeah. I'm not super confident because yeah. I, I just am now kind of getting back into the organic field of it all. Yeah. Um, I know Hootsuite wants a time. Yeah, I know, right? I did a good too. option. But then it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They're all kind of difficult where it's like, if I just like schedule post on Facebook mm -hmm. and then copy and paste it and then yeah. put on everything, then yeah. that's probably the easiest way, to, the free is easiest yeah. way to do it. Um, okay, so with ads on Facebook, what would you say, what's the difference between, you had asked me if it's an ad or if it's a boost? Okay, And why so would I choose either or? Boosted post, the targeting isn't as robust. You don't have as many options. For, for a boost? For a boost, okay. yeah. Uh, with actual Facebook ads, you can get so detailed in the targeting, mm -hmm. it's a little scary sometimes. Okay. With um, just boosting, it's not as targeted, it's not as detailed, and a lot of the times that's just better if all you want is awareness or reach. So if I just want probably, more followers, yeah, like let's then, say if I, my goal is more followers. Then that might be a good way to go, but actually yeah. I'd still recommend, recommend ads because when you go to make an ad, you are given several uh, campaign objectives and one of them is awareness and engagement and mm. all it will kind of do is optimize for getting you like those followers right. and stuff. Yeah. So there are ways to do that. Um, typically, because my experience is mostly in e-commerce, I will optimize for conversions or catalog sales. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, there's a whole variety. I don't even know what e-commerce means. <laughs> um, just that they're selling actual product on their website. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was like this something else. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. Yeah. I should, the headline could be, what the hell is e-commerce? And everybody I click. <laughs> um, I just, I'm very goal focused. And yeah. it's so much easier when you can see the people actually like purchasing and you can see like yes. the ones, the ratio of the add to cart to the initiate checkout, mm -hmm. add payment info and actually purchased. Yes. I'm such a geek for that. Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh, we so. need to talk afterwards because, yeah, that's awesome. That just, that just uh, really, I would hear e-commerce and I thought it was like something else. I don't, yeah. I don't even know. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so if someone has great content, let's say that you're not writing content for them and all they're doing is they're bringing you the content, um, but they need the Facebook ads. Yeah. And you're the pro at actually creating like the great Facebook mm -hmm. ads and where the placement and who they should be reaching. They probably have a bit of a brand story there where they mm -hmm. know exactly who their client is. Um, what should they spend to actually see like a great return on investment? So again, that depends on the objective. Totally. If you're yeah. just going for leads or engagement, mm -hmm. you don't need to spend too much. Um, yeah. We could keep it pretty low. Like um, what's low? Like 100 or 500 is low? I would say like 500 a month. 500 a month, okay. Um, so if I wanted more followers, then I would be paying $500 a month for more followers or more to reach more people? Yes, I would do probably an awareness uh, campaign objective for that. And yeah, I think 500 would probably be like a good mark. You, the thing is, in order to make optimizations and make the account the most uh, successful it can be, mm -hmm. you need data. You yeah. need that data behind it to learn what's working, what's not working, and what to change. And in order to get that data, you're going to have to spend the same amount. So whether you have a very, very low budget, like $100 a month, yeah. it's going to take you like five months to get that same data that we could get in one month okay. um, at $500, you know? Yeah. And then we can make changes quicker and optimize better oh, and faster. Okay. Um, with e-commerce... We recommend to never have an ad spend lower than three thousand a month. Ooh. I I typically wouldn't even work with anything lower than like five thousand a month wow. at this point. Yeah, but um, they're actually selling a product. They're selling so it's so much easier to put money behind ads when yeah. you see that you're making this money in return because um, within the dashboard you can see the return on ad spend. Mm -hmm. um, so is it just the ad that they're spending that on? Or is it yeah. the video create, the content so, creation? Like what what goes into, when you say, what'd you say, like 3,000, 5,000 a month? Like what, so that's the actual spend they're giving Facebook. Has like nothing to do with what they're even giving me. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But, but but they're actually yeah. like their reach is a lot further than oh, I mean it's not like TV and these are like, like nationwide campaigns we're talking about. If we're focusing yeah. on you're just San Diego area, mm -hmm. you can go smaller with the budget for sure. Right. Um, well, I'd want I'm to talking about like on a national Diego campaign then, level is yeah. when you want to go larger. Okay, so for San Diego, what would you say would be like a good, a good... For, for just to get followers? <laughs> you know, this I is was... really hard for her too because it's I like, know. I'm not even giving you like a company name. Like it's like, I'm not even like giving you like a field. It's just, <laughs> what do you think in general should I be doing? Because it's like, oh, if I want to throw $200 at Facebook, like do, should I even or should I just do, do I need to budget a thousand? If you're you know? going for just kind of like that awareness and reach and your aim is to get followers and just people on your page, mm -hmm. then you can definitely go lower. Um, like I, I would never go more than like 
200 a yeah. month. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at least 200 a month. At least 200. Right? And yeah. the thing is, like, with I've Facebook, probably done, yeah, about that a couple times. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> with Facebook, you can always add more spend or decrease your spend. Where with Google AdWords, if you were to change your budget, it messes it up. Facebook, it doesn't change it. It's totally fine. You can yeah. adjust that on a daily basis if you really wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, for like Google AdWords, that's like a big no-no. Yeah. Um, so you can always, yeah, if you feel like you're spending too much or things are going really well and you want to spend more, Yeah. easy. We can make those changes easy. Yeah. So. Okay. So you can always do less or more. So cool. don't like budget scare you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just, um, I really think that a lot of people, I, I managed for a real estate company mm -hmm. for a little bit, and every time I sat down with them, they're like, we don't know what to do with our Facebook ads. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know either. So, um, but I, I, like, I could tell you all day long how to create a brand, but when it comes down to what to spend on a Facebook yeah. ad and how often to do it and what I'm talking about, and again, creating funnels. Yeah. And so I think if people are, just to kind of like wrap it up and put a nice bow on it, if they're thinking like the it's a lot to manage. I think if you're doing one job, just hire her to like actually like create these different levels because it's just too much. I, it just overwhelms me. But yeah, creating these different levels yeah. of um, of what type of engagement that you're that you're mm -hmm. making and what type of yeah. content you're putting in front of them. Well, and if the company already has great content, that yeah. makes my job so much easier. Right. Um, because I will find a way to make it myself, but I'm definitely not an expert on like actually creating the content. Mm -hmm. But you and I should work together. Right. <laughs> well, and you have such a background in branding. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the companies I've worked with are startups. Um, right. A lot of them don't even know what their voice is yet, mm -hmm. which makes my job my harder favorite. because I need to come up with the voice for yeah. them yeah. and their slogans for them. Mm -hmm. And you know, I've had one client, they're like, this, we think this feels right, but we don't yeah, know. I'm like, yeah. well, we're going to test you gotta it. you got to be clear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but your job is advertising. So, yeah, you're you're going to test mm -hmm. it out. Um, but it, it helps to have that clear brand. Yeah. And that's why I harped on that for the last couple episodes because it's uh, – and I feel like I didn't even go deep enough. It's like with branding, <laughs> you know, it comes up as you talk about it. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wait, you should really look at this. And, okay, do you even like what you're doing? And mm -hmm. there's there's that whole story behind it. I do want to make one note for anyone watching that yeah. it is really important if you run ads for your ad copy to kind of match the language on whatever landing page you're taking them to. Right. Because, so they're not confused. Yeah. They it, click it, on it and they're like, what the? Because <laughs> sometimes, like, if they don't have, like, a good website, which is fine, we can work with it. Yeah. Hey, Wix. Makes okay, Wix.com. That's how I made my website. Yeah? I love Wix. Yeah. I'm just starting my own company right now, so we're looking okay. at websites. I love it. Really? It's so much fun creating it. It's like so user friendly. I was going to go WordPress, and I'm thinking I should look I back at I hated WordPress. Really? Yeah, for my, for my brokerage, I did Word for WordPress. Sorry for WordPress lovers. So I, I have Wix a, is so yeah. easy. I have a background WordPress from like back when I did SEO. No, it's you, really easy. I don't to have like, a background on anything, and I, I But the Wix. design, I know, would be easier so with Wix. Wix. Yeah, you should try it. We'll talk. We'll talk okay. later. <laughs> We'll talk later. Um, um, but yeah, definitely keep any language that you have. It, consistency. Consistent. Consistency. Yeah, absolutely. So. Okay. Cool. Um, well, okay, so what you said that Merlot wasn't your favorite drink. What's your favorite drink? I have to close on that. So anything red, definitely. Yeah. Uh, definitely more like Trader Joe's flavors. red wine. <laughs> Trader Joe's red wine. I love a Tempranillo. Oh, yeah, I, those are good. And Malbec. Yes. Those are my go-tos. Mm -hmm. um, Some good ones, yep. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Or Syrah or Cab, anything really. Yeah, red. Red, red wine. And not well, cool. Well, yeah, I don't like sweet wine. Well, cheers. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Such a millennial thing. I know. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next week and remember to hit the subscribe button so I can continue to get the value in front of you. Reviews really help us out and so do your shares. If you're interested in exploring anything that we talked about today, visit uncorkshow.com.